Welcome to the Healthy Steps with Nicole podcast, where it is my goal to help you see what is possible for your business, for your life, and for the sales that are going to get you there. Get ready to be inspired and supported while you launch and grow your health and wellness business. I'm Nicole Kramer, coach, sales expert, and health and wellness fanatic. Each week, I will be having amazing guest experts that will share with us their knowledge on mindset, money, how to attract your dream clients, successfully close sales, and so much more. Selling doesn't have to be hard. You can have the confidence and the clarity you need to create and grow your dream business. So there are two types of coaches. Those who take the chance that they're going to be able to handle the sales call successfully and those who prepare for a sales call so that they know exactly what to say to get the outcome they want more often. It's really frustrating to be in a conversation where someone is interested in working with you, but you just don't know the right things to say to move the conversation forward and help that person make a decision. Whether it's a conversation that's leading to a sales call or a conversation that is on the sales call, you know you could make the sale if you just knew exactly what to say. And that's what I want to help you with. I know exactly how to talk directly to the part of a person's brain that helps them make a decision instead of being stuck in maybe land. And I want to teach you how to do it too. Just imagine the next time you're on a sales call and you know exactly what to say and you are able to effortlessly support the other person in making a decision that they already want to make to hire you. I want you to join my free masterclass on March 22nd to get the lowdown on how to use the right words to completely change the outcome of your conversations and give yourself a fair advantage to get the results you want more often. That means more clients, more sales, and a healthier world, and everybody wins. Go to the link in the show notes to sign up for this free masterclass that's happening on March 22nd, and I want to see you there. Plus, as a gift for attending the masterclass, you're going to receive done-for-you scripts and phrases that you can use to open and start conversations with the right people who are interested in working with you so that you can book more sales calls and get more clients. Go to the link in the show notes and get signed up, and I'll see you on March 22nd. Hello, hello. Today, we have another Nick here with us. We have got Miss Nikki Nash, who I am super excited to welcome into our community because Nikki's got some powerful, powerful stuff she's about to share with us. And I am just thrilled that I met her, came across her, now have been reading her book, by the way, which is amazing. It's called Market Your Genius. And it is really powerful. And she's going to share with us today some of the things that we need to know about marketing, how to put ourselves out there and how to help the people that we really want to help by connecting with them in an even more powerful way. So Nikki, welcome. I am so excited you're here. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So let me just read all the things that that Nikki is and, uh, you know, everything that she's done. Nikki is a marketing mentor for women entrepreneurs. She is the creator of the Market Your Genius podcast and brand. She and her team equip entrepreneurs and authors with the tools and resources needed to build a personal brand business. In addition, as I said, Nikki is an author and wrote the book Market Your Genius. And if you do not have your hands on it yet or your ears on it yet, uh, please go out and get it right away. It's fantastic. I love how she takes so many um, real life examples to use in explaining to you how to market yourself. Um, one of my favorites that she uses a lot is she relates it to dating, which as a sales coach, I love doing that same thing because so much of what we're doing is really dating. It's just like dating, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So um, get out and get the book today. It is awesome. And uh, in the meantime, we get to learn from Nikki right here and right now live. And I'm super excited for it. So welcome again, Nikki. Oh, my goodness. I am so excited to be with everyone today. Like highlight of my day. Yeah. So share with us a little about 
you because I want to get into all the all the good stuff. But I know you have a really cool story about how you got to here and, and you know, you were in your own corporate job that you weren't necessarily thrilled with. And now you're doing your own thing in a really big, beautiful way. Yeah. So I had this belief probably when I graduated college that I needed to have like a really amazing career. And that's how you become successful. Right. And so I ended up taking a gig at InStyle Magazine when I graduated, and that led to working at Travel and Leisure Magazine, which led to me working at a top ad agency on the Kraft Foods account. And then it was like, I got to work at Coca-Cola while I was going to um, get my MBA and took a job at Intel. And so from a resume perspective, it looked All the big like names. stacked, right? It was like, oh, this is great. And it, while I was at Intel, I found out that ovarian cancer ran in my family. And spoiler alert, my sister and I do not have the gene, but like my mom does and my aunt did and and our grandmother. And so I decided, though, that life was too short to spend it in a cubicle. And even though I got to do some really cool things at my job and I worked with really great people, I was like, I don't think this is the way I want my life to look. Right. And so I said, I'm going to quit my job and start a business. And then I freaked out and I was like, how am I going to replace my six figure salary with a business when I don't know what I'm doing? (laughs) So I ended up taking a job heading up marketing at a tech startup in which I realized that nobody knows what they're doing. Like, you know, you just kind of take a step, move forward, learn something, take a step, move forward, learn something. And and after about a year and a half, I said, I'm just delaying the inevitable. So I'm just going to peace out now and start my own business. And so That was back in um, the beginning of 2016. And since then, I've been taking all of my experiences and knowledge and things that I've learned, working at big companies, building up a tech startup and teaching courses, because that was my side hustle. I would teach digital marketing to entrepreneurs as a side hustle, bringing all of that together to uh, really help primarily women entrepreneurs build profitable businesses from their experiences, their expertise, their stories, and and things along those lines. Yeah. From what they already know. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly what you realized is like you, thank you for saying nobody knows what they're doing, because I feel like that's equal part um, terrifying and also just so comforting, I suppose, to remember like, none of us really know what we're doing. We're, but how you describe it was so beautiful. It's like, learn a little bit, take the next step, learn a little bit, take the next step, right? Like we're not supposed to have it all figured out before we start. Yeah. And I think so often that's what people want is, is almost like a full proof, fail proof plan. That's like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm like, no, like we can come up with a plan and we're going to make some decisions, but these decisions aren't like etched in stone and then like sealed in a vault. Like you can change your decision. And I think that's something that not enough people realize. And it's like you make the best decision for you at the time. You commit to that decision until it's no longer the right decision. Right. I like to say, this is what my coach said to me, Nicole, it's not a tattoo on your face. Yeah. <laughs> True. Okay. And I love how you said it. Like, let's come up with a plan. Let's let's create this and then be available for tweaking it, refining it, and doing what you need to do as you learn more. You'll know more. Exactly. And you'll know what to do at the time. Yeah, that's amazing. So marketing, was that what you went to school for? No, I was actually an English major and I went to school because I wanted to be a journalist. So not at all. However, I believe it was the five billion papers and, and writing assignments. And I used to write for 
the school newspaper, believe it or not, I had like a relationships column. No way. You were yeah. like the, the dear Nikki. You yeah, basically, it was, I think it was ask Nikki <laughs> or something like that. Um, awesome. But I believe it's, it's that ability to tell stories and make things interesting and not super complicated um, that has helped me succeed in marketing because a lot of marketing is just relationship building, storytelling. Part of it is educating people on what your products and services are and why they're better than everybody else. And I feel like everything I've done in my like pre-marketing career equipped me for this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm sure all the experience that you had in, in your different jobs taught you what you needed to know about how to market a brand. Yeah. Right. So what is your take on niche? I mean, I, I, I'm reading your book, so I know um, what you've talked about so far. But I know a lot of my clients get stuck in like, I've got to have the perfect niche. I've got to have it all figured out before I start. What would you say to them? Yeah, you know, I think the way niching down is taught is often misleading to people, mm -hmm. right? Like I, I often think of niching down as I am going to focus on a very specific market or a very specific problem or something along those lines for a, period, a long enough time to get real momentum and traction and break through the barrier of like unknownness mm -hmm. so that I can then expand. Right. And I think so often people are multi-passionate and they're like, I want to do all the things. I know all the things. I love all the things. I'm like, that's great. But if you try to be known for all of the things, you're going to struggle to break through. Right. And that's so often why you'll see actors sometimes get stuck in one category, like, oh, they're only known for romantic comedies. And there's an art and science to it. It's like you need to be known for something long enough that people know your name, but not too long. But that's like, the only thing that they know you for and you can't do anything else. Right. right. <laughs> and so right. that's how I look at niching. It's like get known for something. Yeah. Right. And focus on something so that you can say, hey, I am the go to person for this. I can help people get results in this. And then once people are like, yes, I know what your name is, you can grow and expand from there. Right. Well, and I love the example. Thank you for explaining that, too, because I, I think that's such a great explanation. The example that you use in the book, I, I now know that you have a, uh, I guess I would call secret crush on Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. <laughs> I want him to be like my best friend. Well, not literally my best friend because I love my best friend and she would kill me if I said I was ditching her for Matthew McConaughey, but I would like him in my like best friend circle. Yeah, I totally agree. I want him in my circle and I am the same as you. I loved him in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. And I love how you explain his transition as well. Like then you became obsessed with watching him in a whole nother genre of movie type. Yeah. But he was able to do that because he became known for who he was as the romantic comedy guy. Exactly. And it's the, it's the same with anybody in their business. Like you're the sales girl, right? Like sales mm -hmm. queen over here. But I'm sure that like as you grow and expand, you're not going to only talk about sales. I'm sure you only don't talk about sales right now. Right. And I'm right. not only going to ever talk to people about marketing, but I need to be known and focused and talk about marketing long enough that people remember my name and associate it with something. And right. then I can go, oh, yeah, like now I know you for this and that or, you know, I at right. least know who you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, visibility is everything. Like people can't buy something that they don't know is for sale. And, and really what they want to buy is you and your energy and, and who you are and how you show up. And I think that's the most important thing that a lot of people forget because they become so focused on just, again, building a business doing the right things the right way, but like show up and be you. Yeah. hundred you know? percent. Yeah. Liberate yourself a little bit. Um, but well, like you said, I don't just talk about sales and funny enough, but not surprising. 
most people know my dog better than they know me because she's a part of my brand. She's a part of how I show up and she has nothing to do with sales. She probably knows more about anybody else at this point yeah. about sales because she hears me talk about it all the time. But yeah, it's, it's, we don't want to just become that, that single focused person either. A hundred percent. Yeah. So what do, so I have health and wellness people. That's my community. And they're all coaches of, you know, different areas of health and wellness. What is it that's important for them to remember? We've talked about niche with marketing and with how they show up. What are some things that you can share from your experience and what you you help your clients with? Yeah. You know, the first thing I will say is that it doesn't matter how many people are seemingly in your space. There's only one you. Right. And so the more that you can lean into who you are and how you show up and what your personality is and what your energy is and consistently show up that way the more traction you'll see in your business. Mm -hmm. And I think so often, you know, when you think about building a business, people talk about all the different things that you could be doing. And if I were going to break it down to two things that you, maybe three, three things that you need to focus on, unless you're making a million dollars, is marketing, sales, and delivery. Like just market the heck out of stuff to get people into your ecosystem, sell the heck out of your stuff to get them to buy and deliver the heck out of it so that they love it and they tell everybody and their mother about it. And if you can focus on those three things and have like one simple strategy to do all those things, then you will get further faster. Yeah. I love that. Like concise, dial down. Here's the things that you need to focus. I mean, especially being the sales coach and the sales queen. I'm like, I tell people all the time, what I teach is the most important thing that you need to know as a business owner. Yeah. Like, because if you don't have sales, what are you actually doing? You don't actually have a business, right? Sales yeah. needs to be your focus. And like you said, marketing so that people know about it and then delivery. Like one of the best ways, and as a sales coach, I always like talking about this. One of the best ways to get sales is from people who have already bought something from you. Yes. And so many people forget that. I forgot that. Like you'll, I don't know how far you are in the book, but um, I think it's the last chapter. I'm like, hey, did you know that people will buy from you again? Fun fact. Like. <laughs> I'm like, I, the example I use all the time is Beyonce. I'm like, who do you think Beyonce sells more albums to? People who have already bought her albums. Great. They can't wait for the next one to come out because they love the last one and they can't, you know, and, and our, our clients become that same version of like, they're excited. They like us. They already bought from us. Yeah. They'll most likely buy from us again. If we focus on delivery and really providing a customer service experience that they'll remember. Exactly. Yeah. And I think so often people can hear words and get caught up on them. Like people are often talking about scaling. I don't know how often you guys may hear about scaling, but I did, I think it was either a reels or like an IG reels or a live the other day or some not that long ago where I was like, stop trying to scale your business. Like you don't have anything to scale. Like <laughs> you have to build something, then you have to grow it and then you can scale it. And most people haven't even built anything to a, a consistent level to be able to scale, like until you're getting consistent revenue. And I'm talking not like, oh, I consistently made some money. I mean, like you're beyond the like 10K, 15K, 20K, like whatever, until you're consistently bringing in that money, then I don't want you to talk about scaling anything because scaling is really for people that are like, hey, I'm trying to get from like 1 million to 10 million, right? Okay, like they need to figure out how to scale stuff. If you're not even at six figures, then I don't, you, there is nothing to scale. That's called growing, right? And I think so often people are talking about you need scale and you need operations and you need all this stuff. And I was like, no, you don't. Put it away. 
Put that in your later box and worry about it later. I mean, whoever's listening to this right now, hit rewind and go back and listen to all of that, like on repeat over and over. Yes. Thank you for saying that and bringing that up. I think that that is one of the biggest misunderstandings is everybody wants to scale right away. But as you said, scale, scale what? Yeah. If you're not bringing in and 15K, 20K, like if you're not at consistent bigger months than what you've ever done before with the the little money when you're still learning, there's nothing to scale. And you actually talk a lot about this in the book as well. It's like, try and test something and get it in a fluid, like wash, rinse, repeat kind of motion. Make sure it's working before you move on to trying to build or do anything else. Yeah. What if you had a plan that you could follow every single day so that you knew how to get more clients? Literally a sales plan so that you knew what revenue generating activities to engage in every day so that you could be getting more clients. Well, you are in luck because I have a free customized sales plan for you. Yep, that's right. You can sign up for a free customized sales plan with Team Healthy Steps with Nicole, and we will help you create a customized plan for you and your business so that you know every single day what you need to be doing, how many times you need to be doing it so that you are working towards getting more clients. And it's free. Go to the link in the show notes, sign up for the call, and we can't wait to help you out. It's our big vision to make this world a healthier place. And we know that when we create a plan for you and you know what you need to be doing every day and all you need to do is implement that plan, that we are well on our way to making this world a healthier place. So go to the link in the show notes, sign up, and we can't wait to talk to you. And I think, you know, I don't know if it's some people have shiny object syndrome. Honestly, I think it's part of the market where there's just so many people making it seem like everybody and their mother is making a gajillion dollars overnight. And it's like, No, most people have had their business for a really long time before they got it to consistent, great revenue where they weren't working 24 hours a day and like, you know, never eating or sleeping, right? Like (laughs) it takes some time. And I think when I look online and I try to put blinders on and I tell my clients to put blinders on with what other people talk about, but so often it could seem like you just need to scale stuff and you just need to outsource everything. And there are so many times I hear people say, oh, I just want to outsource my marketing. Okay, no. Like, my personal opinion is that you will be the best person to market your business, period. And until you're at a point where you have a ton of clients and customers, right? And I feel the same way about sales. People who are like, I just want to hire a salesperson because sales can, sales, sales, sales can be like scary or icky or I don't want to be uh, sleazy. No, like, no. You have to become comfortable and masterful at sales. And until you get comfortable and masterful at like marketing and sales and quite frankly, delivery, you shouldn't be outsourcing it. And then the things that I would probably hire a team for to do first is probably delivery, right? Like systematized delivery. And you still do sales and marketing for a long time until you're like, hey, I know that when I book, I'm making this up, like I book 10 calls, I'm going to make the numbers easy. If I have 10 calls, And I know that if I'm going to convert on average seven people, and that's our average thing, I'm making it really high and really crazy just to make my numbers easy. Then you can go, okay, I hire someone. I hired a person. Well, they get 10 calls and they convert four people. Okay, well, now I need to look at what am I doing? What are they doing? How can we improve that number? And then once you get that going, then you could think about hiring another person. You can't just like go, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. I am going to hire that out. I mean, you could, but I... My opinion is your business will suffer. 
It absolutely will. It's one of the things I say all the time. There's because you're right. People are like, sales is salesy and it's icky and I don't want to do it. And I just want, I just want to coach. I just want to help people. I want somebody else to do that part. Well, what message are you actually sending to people if you aren't the one who's lit up batshit excited about selling it? Not only that, what do you think sales calls are? Half the time on a sales call, I'm coaching people on like, you know, like I'm really talking them through and helping them powerfully make a decision whether they want to work with me or not. Yep. Right. And so there are coaching skills needed. It's not like this. You're not like, hey, I'm going to try to get this sucker to buy this car that doesn't work. And once it's off the lot, they can't take it back. Right. Like, that's not what I'm doing. Right. And quite frankly, I've had some wonderful car salespeople. Like, I, and when you love them, you just keep going back to the same person. Be that. Be yeah. that person that they love so much that they're like, I've really enjoyed this sales conversation. Yeah. I love that. I, I think that's so valuable and such a good reminder. There's nobody better than you to be selling in your business. There's nobody better than you to be marketing because it's all you that you're sharing. Who better to be doing that than you? Yeah. And, you know, you can do it definitely more with marketing than you can with sales. Um, because if you're, if you're doing a sales call model, then you can't really like, automate sales calls, but you can, like when it comes to marketing, there are tons of things that you can do to batch it and like Mm -hmm. spend one day and record like all the content you need for the whole month or something, and then just have it drip out so that it's not like you're doing it every week and every minute, but it's still you. And so there's ways to make it take up less of your time, but you still need to be involved. Right. Yeah. Work smarter, not harder. Right. Be be that level of entrepreneur that's thinking, like, how can I make this easier on me? Yeah. You're still doing all the marketing. But like you said, it doesn't need to be an everyday thing. You can drip it out every day with what you batched or created, you know, on a certain day of the month. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is, is really powerful. So, yes, ladies, are you hearing this? Sales. It's your job. Marketing. It's your job. You're the one who's all excited about this and has the ideas and, and the beautiful, you know, experience coming through you that you want to share with other people. You should be the one that's communicating that to people and getting them excited as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, from a, I know you said like until they get good, because this is what I teach all the time. I'm like, until you're getting sales consistently, you don't need to scale. You don't need to do anything else. You don't need to have like, and you talk a lot about this in the book. But I know people want to have an email list and they want to have uh, an email marketing campaign. They want to have a Pinterest strategy. They want to have a like literally what do you tell people with bright, shiny object syndrome? Yeah. You know, I really tell people choose like create your hypothesis, right? Like your hypothesis of how you think you can consistently get clients. And I like to work backwards from this hypothesis. I like to go, OK, what am I selling? okay, how am I selling it? Like if you're selling a course, you may not need to get people on sales calls. You may sell it through chat or through a webinar or something like that. If you're selling, you know, a physical product, maybe they're just buying from your website. If you're selling, you know, wellness coaching and that you want them to get on the phone with you, then you go, okay, I need them to get on the phone with me. All right. Well then what's the step before they book the call? How are you going to get them on the call? And Mm -hmm. so it's like marketing's job then becomes how can I get more calls booked and sales the sales job, like when you put the sales hat on, is how can I get more people to say yes when I get on the phone, right? And then marketing, can you go back to marketing and marketing sales talk like, all right, are we even getting the right people on the phone? We're getting some wrong people here. What do we need to tweak from marketing so that we get better people on the call, right? And that's what I encourage people to do is like work backwards, choose one thing. And if you're getting people on the call, do you want it to be Pinterest? Do you want it to be webinars? 
Do you want it to be Instagram lives? Like choose one thing, create your hypothesis. Like here's my theory. If I go live on Facebook every week for, you know, a year, I will get X amount of calls booked and therefore X, Y amount of clients. Okay. That's your hypothesis. Try it and give it enough legs. And if you're not getting enough calls, then go, okay, what do I need to tweak about my Facebook live strategy that I just came up with? Not, I'm going to nix Facebook lives and now I'm going to start all over again with Pinterest. Okay. Like, because then you have to learn something all over again. You have to, you've lost momentum and real talk. I had to learn this long, the hard way. I, I started my business going live on Facebook, right? And this was six years ago, seven years ago. I don't even know. The, how do I want to call it? There's a word for it that I'm blanking on, but it's like the the rate between when somebody hears you for the first time and when they actually take the action that you want them to take. <laughs> like the time period from when I started going live to when people actually started booking sales calls was sometimes many months, right? Like so I had people had to hear me over and over and over again for months. And I was like, this isn't working. I'm done. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I get calls booked much later from people who are like, yeah, I, I was watching all of your videos and I'm now finally ready. And so I think too often people don't give the strategy that they're trying to implement enough time to work. Yeah. Right. Like pretend you're incubating a baby or something like you don't want that thing popping out at three months. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so that's such a great reminder because, you know, I think watching things online, the insinuation is you open up your phone, you start an Instagram account and people are just like in your DM begging to work with you. And that's not actually how it works. (laughs) And it does take time. And I love that you're really mentioning, like, it took a long time from you going live on these Facebook lives to when people were finally ready. And and everybody's going to be at a different time, right? It's not up to us. Those touch points, we're planting seeds. Yeah. It's not up to us to decide when they're ready. It's up to them to decide. But our consistency and sticking with what we've chosen to do is the most important thing. A hundred percent. And there are things that you can do, and I've learned this over time, that like you can hopefully increase the rate at which people book calls. Mm -hmm. And part of it comes from, and this is going to sound maybe counterintuitive, but like ignoring most of your audience, right? Because most of your audience isn't ready to buy from you. Then you focus on the people that are having like challenges right now. Like if you help people, I'm making this up, but if you help people with asthma, totally making this up, but like you know that like springtime, your clients really struggle with asthma and you have a like wellness plan that will not will help them, you know, lose weight. But also one of the benefits is it completely gets rid of their asthma. Okay. Well then I want you during peak asthma season to talk to people about asthma. Do you have asthma right now? Are you struggling with this? You need to book a call with me because this plan will help you with this, that and the other. Right. And it's like, okay, well most of my audiences that have asthma. Okay. I get it. But right now that's a huge benefit to booking a call right now with you and you need to focus on getting people on the phone, right? Mm-hmm. You need to focus on sales calls. And so I think often people, and I've done this too, like you have to balance the, I'm just creating content to nurture people to mm-hmm. I'm creating content that will incentivize or encourage or inspire people to book a call now because it's, I'm really speaking to a pain point for them. Yes. Well, it's what you said earlier too. Like it is our job to teach them why they need us. Yeah. Right. And teach them why it's urgent right now for them to book this, to say yes now. And seasonally, if it's asthma and and you know that there's something really important for them to be mindful of around that time. Great. You've created some urgency. Yeah. And it's really funny because that entire time 
I was saying asthma. I really meant allergies, just in case anybody was like weird with my analogy. But like asthma came out of my mouth first, so I had to keep rolling with it. I was like, I really, I really was thinking allergies, but you know, speak with conviction. We didn't know the difference, Nikki. It was right. <laughs> and that is to prove another point. Just say things confidently, people. Okay, like nobody will know you made a mistake until you tell them. So don't tell them like I just did. But but you know, you'll be okay. I have a really dumb story about that, but it was such a like powerful reminder of exactly what you just said. This was years ago. We were watching a football game. It was a Saturday afternoon. And my friend came in and said, hey, what time does the post office close? And I said, 1 p.m. And he left and went to the post office and came back and said, why did you tell me it was open till 1 p.m.? And I said, what? And he goes, you said it was open until 1 p.m. And I said, oh, I don't know. I just made that comment because I was busy watching the football, like, you know, whatever. And he's like, but you said it so confidently. And I said, Oh, well, you believe me, like, but it's so true. It's like speak with conviction and we're all going to doubt ourselves. It goes back to what you said earlier. Nobody knows what they're doing. Yeah. Right. We're learning as we go, but speak with conviction, speak with confidence. And it's what people buy from you. They, they pick up on that energy. Absolutely. And when you really believe in what you're doing, you will be able to remind yourself why you should speak with conviction. Right. And one of the things that I've that has helped me is to write, I call it the effing fabulous list. Mm. You can fill in the blanks. Um, <laughs> but it's like write a list of all the reasons why you're effing fabulous. Write a list of all the reasons why your program is effing fabulous and read that before you market your business. Read that before you get on a sales call. Read it regularly because then you'll show up and be like, yeah, you need to buy this thing because there's so much crap out there and this is amazing and you should choose this over all the other stuff. And so I'm going to speak confidently and with conviction about what I what it is that I'm teaching you and what it is that I'm enrolling you into. Right. Well, and I think it's important to remember, too, we're not the expert of all things in the world. We're the expert of our own experience. Yeah. We're the expert of what we're teaching from. Here's where I've been. And here's where I got myself to. And I'm going to help you. Nobody can argue with with my experience. They can't say, no, that's not how it works. Well, that's how it worked for me. And the people who want what you're offering will want to do it the way you did it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So one thing that I would love to hear, what's one thing that if you were going to start all over again, that you'd do different? Hmm. If I were going to start all over again, I would have chosen one product to focus on and sold the heck out of it. Mm. And I wouldn't have been afraid to like reach out to people who like left comments on my post or like booked, like made offers on sales calls. I have clients that have done this and, and I, I've totally done it in the past. We were like, Oh yeah. And this is a great call and you never offer anything, right? Like it's after the business a sales call and you're just like, all right, I hope this is helpful. Bye. Right. Yep. Or, or you are like awkward when it comes to like, no, I need to ask you if you would like to buy my product. Right. Like if you right. start getting weird, I probably would have focused on selling one thing and then sold the heck out of it confidently. And the sales coach in me is like melting. I love that. That's exactly like, Focus on selling one thing and sell the heck out of it. And yeah. don't be afraid to ask for the business. No. And to, to hear somebody like you say, like, there was a time where that was your experience. And, and like, we all start somewhere, right? We all have that fear of, like, asking for the business is hard when it's new for you. But yeah. it's what's required in order for you to get business. Yeah. I, like, over-marketed to people. Like, I marketed way too long before I made an offer. 
Yep. But, well, and it's it's a way to hide, right? To hide behind what we, the scary part of what we don't really want to do. Yeah. Like, yeah. what if they say no? Okay, well, what if you tried to get no's? Like, what if you were like, okay, I'm going to see if I get 100 no's, because I'm pretty confident if you got 100 no's, you'd get a, enough yeses 100%. to, like, <laughs> have a, a six, seven, eight-figure business. Yep. We have a challenge that we run. Um, I haven't done it for a while. We'll probably have to bring it back. It's, it's always popular. Going for no. Yeah. And I just, I'm like, I want you to go get no's because on the way to no's, you're going to find your yeses. And 100%. if you're so focused on, it, it's kind of like, are you playing to win? Or are you playing not to lose? Yes. You know what I mean? Are you, are you just hoping to not hear the no? Or are you just going after the no's? Yeah. Because we find yeses along the way. This was awesome, Nikki. Any last words of advice about marketing, about your area of expertise? Because you're such a genius at what you do. Yeah, you know, I would just say trust yourself and be consistent. Like if you could do one thing when it comes to marketing, choose the thing you're going to do and do it consistently. Yeah, I think that that C word is one of the, the best, like consistency will take and, and you talk a lot about that in the book as well. It's it's either going to destroy you because you're not consistent and people will forget about you or it's going to do exactly what you said earlier, showing up, staying consistent. You're planting seeds. People will eventually hear what you're saying and show up and want to work with you. Yep, absolutely. Love it. Thank you so much for being here, Nikki. I really appreciate it. This was awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. And besides going out, listen, ladies, literally go get Market Your Genius. It's awesome. I'm listening to it on Audible. And so I love it because yes, there it is. It's so beautiful. And it also, I'm going to buy it as well because it's got so much good stuff in there. And I know I can go to, you know, the get the PDFs online, but um, I like underlining and taking notes like yeah. I'm, you know, reading from a textbook, but um, definitely go get it. Market your genius. It's amazing. It's so entertaining. Like you weave in so many fun stories about you and, and your journey. Um, so thank you for writing something so powerful and, and helpful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And where else besides your book can they find you and be a part of your world? Yeah. So I, I'm on Instagram all the time. I'm at Nikki Nash official and I'm at Nikki Nash official on Instagram and Facebook. And, you know, if you head to Nikki Nash.co, that's where my site is. And you can always grab some freebies or, you know, book a call with me. If you want to talk through stuff, I'm here for you. Awesome. Nikki Nash.co and then Nikki Nash official on Facebook and Instagram. Yep. Awesome. Go run and buy the book, ladies. It's amazing. And uh, go follow Nikki because she is too. <laughs> Thank you again, Nikki. I really appreciate you being here. Everybody leave your favorite takeaways. I want to read them. I'm sure Nikki does too. Thoughts grow stronger when shared. So share with us what you learned today because I know you got a lot of good stuff. And I love you all and I will see you all soon. All right. That is a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And by the way, if you like this, subscribe because there's more good stuff coming your way. Also, please leave a review. It would mean so, so much to me and it would help others who are considering listening to this podcast to understand how amazing it is. And while you're at it, why not share with a friend? And by the way, one last thing, I would love to hear from you. I would love to connect with you. So you got a couple options. You can check me out on Instagram at Healthy Steps with Nicole. You can find me in my private Facebook group, Nicole Sales Superstars, or you can go to my website, HealthyStepsWithNicole.com. I would love to hear from you, and I can't wait.